All right, everybody, welcome into You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with behind-the-scenes people who have all the best opinions you never get to hear because our machines don't actually work. Microphones are not good on our side of the studio. <laughs> and you know what? It is what it is. I-, I learned to get over it. I just scream really loudly and hope that someone hears what I have to say. That's and, just the way you have to go about no it, one does. No one does. No, no one does. You're the only one that hears me, and I want to tell you that I sometimes feel hurt. Okay? <laughs> Because sometimes, sometimes I ignore you. Because <laughs> some absolutely, you guys don't understand. I, I, we, we've been trying to do this for the last couple of weeks. Brian doesn't return my calls, my messages. <laughs> he really, he's very hard to nail down. It's very hard to get a hold of him. I even had to contact Bev one time just to get a hold of Brian, and that'll tell you how hard it is. Because Bev had no idea who I was <laughs> and didn't know where I was. <laughs> who is this? See, I don't know where he is either. It's a, it's a common occurrence, Brian. <laughs> Um, True. But look, if you yeah, if you've listened to this show, you know that uh, if we have anything in common, the one thing we do have common is that we are superhero movie nerds. We love that kind of stuff. DC, Marvel. Whether we have a side, I don't really have a side. Brian may have a side, uh, which way he leans. But for me, it's just if you make a good one, I'm going to see it, regardless of uh, which side of the aisle you're on. But today we're going to go DC with the announcement of. The Superman legacy, they're starting to kind of release some of the cast. We got the big players. We've got Superman. Mm-hmm. We've got Lois Lane. We've got a few other pieces that were a little bit I, – I, I don't know what side of the aisle you're on with it, Brian. I'm a little kind of iffy. I don't really know. To me, I almost was kind of thinking you're just trying to add stuff to add stuff. Just give us a straightforward Superman movie. Start this the right way. Don't throw in yeah. a bunch of miscellaneous characters. Uh, unless it's done right, I agree. I mean, it could be – that we're uh, and I and it could be that they're installing Superman into a universe that's pre-built. That he's got Gunn has an idea of here's how the universe is, and I'm going to put Superman in this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the case, I, then maybe these characters make sense that they've already been established. Also, because we're not going to see an origin story here. It's not going to be. We don't get to watch Krypton explode again and all that stuff. Which we were saying you know, before the show uh, that we're kind of both a little happy about. Uh, we, we've said it numerous times over the last, you know, year and a half. There's only so many times you can, like you said, see Krypton explode. There's only so many times you can see Jonathan Kent die of a heart attack. Right. There's only so many times you can see uh, Martha and Jonathan Wayne, you know, yeah. get shot in an alley. We get it. It's, Uncle Ben was killed. Move on. Uncle, Tell me your story. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, will say, I will say, honestly, for me, I think one of the most refreshing things we've seen in the last few years is – uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, there is no Uncle Ben. Yeah. There's just no one. They wrote him out all together, and it's like kind of a breath of fresh air of like we don't have to go through that. They like they, they, they explained he got bit by a spider, but they do it in a quick passing glance, and that's it. And it's like, wow, we're all caught up. Because honestly, unless you've been under a rock or you're four years old, you've seen enough of the Spider-Man origin story that you know – how he becomes Spider-Man. You know how right. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman and Clark becomes super, or Clark yes. is Superman, but you know what I mean? So it, it, right. it is It is nice that we're going to get that. I almost hope we kind of just get that, like a little passing nod to like him, right. you know, him, him bringing up that he knows where he's from and that he lost his father and all that. And you can give it a quick nod. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're, you're, you're devoting 15 to 30 minutes at the start of a two-hour movie to that you've just now completely compounded what you can do with the rest of that story. Yeah. And that's the part we actually want. Right. And you're kind of alienating the guy, the people who like me, the first Spider-Man movie that everybody loved with Tobey Maguire. 
I was bored out of my mind. It's like, I know this story so well, I don't need to see it. And if you rehash, you know, Krypton's dying and Jor-El's upset and the, here comes the rocket, I'm going to, you know, I don't need to see that again. Just tell me the story. That may be good for people who don't know who Superman is, but how many of those are there on the planet at this point? <laughs> you know? Abs- absolutely. No, I completely agree. So uh, we're going to go down the like the limited list we have of people that have been confirmed in some way or another. Obviously, we have Brian here, so he can explain to me who half of these characters are. <laughs> but let's get let, let's just get into the meat of it, and let's go for the biggest one of all. Uh, that is the fact that David Cornsweet has been not, has been given the cat uh, the role of Clark Kent Superman, and yep. you know, as Superman fans, we both are. We both have our opinions. I want to know just off of sheer because there's nothing else we can really take out of right. this. We don't have a trailer. We don't have a on set photo or anything like that we have this guy's going to be superman take it or leave it so just at sheer face value yeah how, how do you feel about this the look I, and all i really have is a headshot it's just i'm yeah. not I, you know the headshot is like okay yeah i can see him being superman you know we change the hairstyle and what is clearly his you know a headshot from somewhere the ap and it's mm-hmm. like yeah okay all right i'm with you so far that, that guy could be superman if he's you know <laughs> Fills the suit out right, and I'm sure oh, wherever David Corn Sweat is right now, he's probably working with a trainer or two. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, you know. Absolutely, but he has you know the look. The, yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. don't disagree at all. But here, like, you know what he has that, and this is not to take away from Brandon Routh mm-hmm. or Henry Cavill at all. Mm-hmm. You know what he has that Christopher Reeves had? What he has that kind of slender kind of you can believe just as easily that he's a bumbling fumbling nerdy kind of individual yes as you can that he is the man of steel so when i saw him i said okay like you know there had been rumors it was going to be him for for a while he was kind of the lead person for a long time and it's like you kind of got your head around it but when i first saw it i was like they cast a perfect clark kent he looks just like i would picture Clark Kent. I can see him in the plaid shirt with the glasses, you know, walking right. around the Daily Planet. I can see it. Now, like you said, if they can get it where he – because that's the thing I don't want to lose. I don't want – in because this movie is going to come out in 2025. So right. You got, got a while. Got yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, you got a year and a half. But what I don't want is for him to go away. And like you said, he's working with a trainer and all that. Don't go away and come back and be 50 pounds heavier and it's all upper body like – you know, because that's what yeah. they kind of did with Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill was a skinnier. He was a little more chubby, but they got him in a weight room and he was upper body Superman. And I just don't like that because Superman is not some big, super muscular individual. He's just strong on his own. Right. It's the so, gravity. It's the red sun and the, exactly. versus the yellow sun. Yeah, he doesn't have to be bulked up. I had the same issue with Henry Cavill that he looked like a lumberjack at points. With the he big did. giant arms, and it's like, well, that's cool, but you don't have to have that. Christopher Reeve had muscle tone, but he wasn't a muscle builder. He wasn't a bodybuilder. He, but he was still Superman. I think you're and right. That's, and, and that's what I think. Brandon Routh did a great job. Yes, with. Brandon Routh was a he's a bigger guy to begin with. You can't hide six foot four. That's just right. Not something you can get rid of. But you can, and like you said, you see Christopher, like, and that's the weird thing is you go back and look, and Christopher Reeves is my Superman, always has been, always yeah. will be. You know, I, I hope, I hope that uh, Dave Cornsworth does a great job, and I hope he can wow me because Lord knows that's possible. I mean, a couple of years ago, you and I were having the conversation, and I said, 
Michael Keaton is Batman, always will be Batman. <laughs> Since then, we I have made changes. I have said that Ben Affleck holds a you know is a very 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 close second the second but right. he's a very close second and i've told you that i think if they do the next one right that uh robert pattinson has a chance to just get right in that conversation absolutely so i'm not i'm not going to close my mind to anyone but i will say that right now if i you know if i'm talking to james gunn you did it you cast the right clark kent yep. you cast that now build them out a little bit or figure out a way to make it look believable but you did a good job i like what i see and yeah, so far I, I so good. Has, yeah, so far so good. <laughs> I think he has an absolute potential to be a, a great Superman. I, I, there's all the possibility there. Yep. It really is. Absolutely. Um, part yes. of me is a little upset because I liked Henry Cavill as Superman, and I, yeah, you know, for a while there, it looked like they were gonna get it going again, and we were gonna get him, and they just kind of wiped the slate. We talked about that in our last podcast, yeah. talking about the Flash, how they they wiped his uh, uh, his cameo in the Flash out entirely. And now it's coming out, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this when the you know the trailer and the movie comes out. Now it's come out that James Gunn has pulled Ben Affleck's uh, cameo in the new Aquaman. So James Gunn is not playing around here. He is wiping it out and starting from scratch. And so, I wonder if, if wiping Affleck out of the new Aquaman is part of maybe we can include Pattinson in this new build-out we're doing. If there's an, I wonder if there's an attempt going on to go... This Batman, this Pattinson Batman was clearly a younger Batman, yeah, like a year two Batman. And this mm-hmm. Superman is going to be a younger Superman. Maybe these two worlds can collide at some point. Maybe. Well, you and, know. And, and I was thinking about that because uh, anyone who's seen The Flash at this point, it's out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'll say spoilers, but at this point, it's out. There is a uh, end credit scene with Aquaman. And you notice. Momoa is a he's a constant. He 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 did not change to a different actor. Right. So Momoa is Aquaman. So maybe that is what they're doing. Maybe because Barry traveled, maybe we do get a Bruce Wayne that is Pattinson to to in Momoa's universe. And maybe that is how they do it. Maybe that's how they tie things together. That'd be great. I, I I'm all for it. Sure. And I, I think that's a good thing because it is two younger guys. They're not, you know, they're not 18, but they're younger enough that if you do it right. You can have ten to fifteen years of. Right. You can have you can have Robert Downey Jr. again. You can have a guy go through over a decade playing the same superhero instead of two movies, and then we have to start all over again. Right, because he's aged out of it, and he's too he's too old now. Because he's aged out of it, yeah. or because you know everybody got bored with it. If you do this yeah. right, you can really keep it going. You can absolutely keep it going, and that's what DC needs right now. Marvel's done it for the since 2008. Like they they have figured out a way to keep these guys relevant and working as these characters and now DC needs to do that and I hate to break it to you Superman is the cornerstone of that all working. If you don't have a good Superman, you're just going to start throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Absolutely. He's That's he's how the I big he's the big the big gun. He's the Iron Man of the DC universe. If you don't have the I good know. one, he's the linchpin that holds everything together. You're right. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, moving down the list, Rachel Bron- uh, Brosnahan has been cast as Lois Lane. She's a great actress, Brian. I, I, yeah. I've seen her in a few things here and there. Uh, I know she's very famous for the the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've never seen that show. I've seen trailers for it. Yeah, I've seen and pieces she's very ta- of it. Yeah, she's very talented. I don't see this one. I don't see Lois Lane in this girl. 
I don't know. And this is a fan casting thing for me. I, yeah. I, to me, I have an image of what Lois Lane is supposed to look like. Uh, I was always skeptical at Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I thought Amy Adams had the character right. The nosy, not going to back down, yeah. not scared kind of thing. She did a great job with it. But you want the look, uh, I, too. You want the look. And yeah. obviously, I'm blanking on uh, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder was phenomenal Lois Lane. Phenomenal. I thought that uh, Kate Bosworth didn't do a terrible job. They didn't really give her a chance to be Lois Lane. She was a different Lois Lane. She was a mom who had a family yeah. and all that, and it was something different. Uh, I think one of the best uh, incarnations of it was actually on Smallville. Erica Durant was great as uh, Lois Lane because she was nosy. She wanted to get the answers. She wasn't going to back down from anyone, and it, it was a great job of that. When I see Rachel Brosnahan, I just don't see that. Now, again, we've been proven wrong before right. about people taking on big roles. I just personally look at it and go, you have a huge mountain to climb for me to go, okay, that's Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so does uh, David Cornswet to be, to be Superman. They both got big shoes to fill Absolutely. in the whole thing. I mean, Margot Kidder... Uh, as much as as much as Christopher Reeves is your Superman, Margot Kidder is your Lois Lane. She's the the benchmark that they they're all being measured against, no matter what they think. You know, it's like, well, no, we're wiping the slate clean. It's like, no, people don't forget those things. And Margot Kidder was a terrific Lois Lane, and mm-hmm. uh, and without a good Lois Lane, Superman misses something. There's something not a hundred percent there. I'm curious of what Lois Lane we're going to get here. She. Uh, is Superman, will she know Superman is Clark Kent? Will she suspect? I want to know where in the storyline this is going to fall. Because we all know, first she just likes Superman and, and doesn't like Clark. And then, you know, she suspects and then it's revealed. So I wonder where in their relationship we will find them in this movie. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, that's that's like we're working on this off of face value. Yeah, we know who the people are going to be. We have no idea what the story is going to be. We, we can piece together that it's going to be a little bit more of an already built out world because there are going to be some different characters than just the basic. Yeah. Here's Superman. Here's Lois. Here's Perry White. Here's, you know, uh, Krypton. And here's Jarrell and Jonathan and Martha Kent. Like we, we know there's going to be a little bit more than just that. Uh, so it, it is that, but I, the one thing I will say that David Cornsweet has that Rachel Brosnahan does mm-hmm. not is, as I said, he already has the look. It, it, I, I can look at him and, you know, obviously all these, you know, with digital today, people can crop a head onto a body like no, like no other. So there are images out there of what he could potentially yeah. look like as Superman. And I see it and I go, Yes, I see it. I like it. I, I, you, there's some work to be done, but it's there. Rachel Brosnahan, I just don't have the, I don't see the look. I think part of the reason why is because, you know, this is being put out as more of like an old fashioned kind of Superman thing. And I think because she did the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is set back in the 50s, everybody's like, oh, she can pull off the 50s look of Lois Lane. And it's like, but I, I'm not there quite yet. I, I hope I'm proven wrong. And I'm sure I will be proven wrong. I, I don't think James Gunn is making any decision lightly because he's right. kind of betting it all on this right now. Right, and I've got a, I've got a, the picture I've got of her is basically from uh, a promo shot from or a red carpet shot from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and mm-hmm. they've got her next to a Lois Lane picture, and they're dressed sort of the same. And it's like, no, I can kind of see this here. She's okay, you know, 
I, I don't know where I got this from. I'm looking and it doesn't have a source on it. But it's yeah. like, yeah, that looks she I can I can see it. I can see it. If you see this picture, you could you can see, okay, maybe. And she is a good actress, so I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. Uh yeah. now we're gonna transfer into the you know, these are the secondary characters that have been announced so far. Right. Obviously we don't know if we're going to even see his mom, his his parents, so we don't know that yet. So right. we don't have actors. We don't know Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, all that. Right. Um, so one of the big ones is, as we were talking before the show, uh, Isabella Marced, who is going to play Hawk Girl. Yep. And that that's all I'm going to say because I'm now going to let Brian. <laughs> well, we saw Hawkman in um, mm-hmm. Black Adam. Yes, we did. She's basically a female version of Hawkman. It's yep. it's a a character who reincarnates and they are, when they reincarnate, they get these powers. They are Hawkman and Hawkgirl and Hawkgirl is just as tough as Hawkman. She's a fighter. She's got the the mace that she uses and I, I, I can see it. It's like, yeah, I can see what I can kind of see where we might be going with this. Um, and one of the theories I read that I think is good with the, with these other characters they've got Hawk girls with in, included is that maybe this universe also has a justice society that was around and these are like second generation justice society characters maybe this is where superman has gotten his uh inspiration from to be a superhero is that there was uh a flash there was a green lantern fighting the world war ii here and then these are these are their next generation of justice society and it's like okay i can see that but hog girl is a, an amazing character i've i've i'm not a big let's you know batgirl you know aqualad or aqualass mm-hmm. you know the female spin-offs never did it for me but she's she this person who reincarnates she can fly she's very strong and you know like i said the mace and as much as I wasn't a Hawkman fan before Black Adam, it makes me go, I'm going to give this a chance because Hawkman and Black Adam really won me over. It was like that was one of the strongest characters in that movie. It was, yeah, it was very well done. And that, that's what I'm kind of hoping is I'm hoping Gunn can say, look what look what we had, look what worked, or look what they did and look what worked. Let's build off of Don't, Yeah, and- I mean, obviously take your own take your own interpretation and work with it, but people liked what they saw here we need to at least take a little bit of that and keep going with it and then doing it with a female character making her the tough guy of the group Mm -hmm. is very to me is a smart move because it also as as weird as this is going to sound the inclusive part of it i always enjoy marvel did it has done it wonderfully by including female characters and now getting them into the fold and it's like this to me is like yeah you want to include girls little girls need superheroes too so Hawk Girl being the tough guy of the group is like, yeah, that works for me. I think it'll, and I think it could work in the right way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think if they do it right, it's going to be great. Right. Uh, next up, uh, Eddie, I'm going to, we're going to, we're trying to get these names we're right. We're going to say the name oh. wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie uh, Gaffigy, who okay. has been in Marvel. He has played, uh, he played Darwin in X-Men uh, First Class back when they were trying to kind of relaunch the X-Men and all that and get it going. He's going to play Mr. Terrific, who I had to look because I wasn't 100% sure, but we've seen Mr. Terrific in Arrow. Yep, yep. And so he will, he'll be taking up that role. Yeah, Mr. Terrific is actually a really 
he's a very different type of character because he's not really a superhero. He's just a smart guy. He's an inventor. He's a businessman, but he has the, and I think they're, yeah, they're called T spheres that follow him around. There's three floating balls that follow him around and they, they obey his commands. They're basically little robots. And he is, and I love this. They always bill him as the second smartest man in the DC universe. <laughs> but they, but they never really say who's the smartest man in the DC universe. So it's you're always, it could it be Lex Luthor? Could it be Batman? Who's the smartest man? Because he's the second smartest man in the DC universe, and and including jumping ahead here, including um, Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho. There, mm-hmm. there is a current comic book, a team called the Terrifics, and it's Mister Terrific, Metamorpho. Plastic Man, and there's a fourth character I, I, that's not popping into my head immediately. But the, those guys are the Terrifics. And it's like, okay, so we get Mr. Terrific, and he's usually the team leader because he is the, usually the smartest man in the room, unless I guess the other guy's there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we did uh, see him in Arrow. Even in Arrow, I thought he was a cool character. But if yes. we if we get him more fully formed... And more of part of the team is like, yeah, that could be really cool. Oh, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and then, like you mentioned, we have uh, Anthony Kerrigan uh, as Rex Mason Metamorpho. Yeah. The thing with me that's hard about that is I will always see him as Zaz because he did such a great job about them. He really was a yes. very, you know, menacing. And he went on to kind of keep that menacing craziness going. I don't know if you've seen the show Bill Hader does called Barry. I've seen pieces plays, of it. I've seen pieces of it. And a, he's still a he bad guy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a hitman in that as well. And he does a great job with it. So he's one of those guys where I, he's found his, uh, his, like his thing, his element that he's very good at. So I'll be curious to see him in, in something else, but I'll always see him as, uh, as Victor Zaz. So it's going to be interesting that he's staying in DC, but he's kind of going into a different role in all of that. Yeah. And metamorphos, uh, that's an, that's the one character is like, this is an odd choice, but unless we're leading into uh, another, another lineup of heroes of like the terrifics, like in the comic book, metamorpho is a guy who was accidentally converted. He can convert his body into any element. He can metamorphosize mm-hmm. himself into any element, you know, on the, on the chart. And so, he can become a poisonous gas or a sleeping gas and put people to sleep, and he can do that kind of stuff. It's a very, uh, in the comic books, he's a very tortured character because he doesn't want this power. It's sort of, he gets it by accident, and his goal is to return to normal, and it never really happens. So it's interesting to put him in here because he's not a really well-known character in the DC Universe, or he wasn't when I was reading comic books. He was not even a secondary character. He was way down the list. Yeah, I had to look up who he was, and then once I saw him, it's like, okay, I, I know who that is now and all that, yeah. but I agree. It, it's one of those, like, we're throwing in someone and let's hope it works kind of thing. But as we've seen, I mean, look what we, – we've talked about this on the podcast many times. Look what look what James Gunn did with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They were all kind of like right. a lesser known, and now they're one of the most popular things Marvel's yes. ever done. Exactly, so, and he and he did that with uh, in the Suicide Squad. Remember uh, the yes, Dot Man? Yes, he did. So the Dot Man, and, that, and he put it taking those little like, kind of niche characters and really giving them a light to shine on. Yes, I like. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, in all of the f- castings we have so far, uh, is Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, 
which is green, a Green Lantern. Yes, and from what I'm reading, uh, and I've read a little bit about this, uh, while it says Gunn confirmed that Guy Gardner is in the movie, he says he's not necessarily Green Lantern yet. So it could be, he could be Green Lantern. He could also be just Guy Gardner, because Guy Gardner was sort of a tough guy, um, non-powered hero before he became Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And so it could be, it could be interesting to see, you know, okay, is he Green Lantern or is he not Green Lantern? I imagine, because they've already said there's going to be a Green Lantern TV series, I would imagine maybe Guy Gardner is our way into that. Yeah. So maybe he already is a Green Lantern. It's like, well, that would make sense. It would also be very cool to see he's not the Green Lantern because uh, Hal Jordan was Green Lantern. And then, uh, I forget, uh, uh, John somebody was Green Lantern, the second Green Lantern. And Guy Gardner was like a third choice because he has anger control issues. He doesn't think before he acts. (laughs) So it could be an interesting character combining the guy who punches first and asks questions later with Mr. Terrific who thinks his way out out of trouble. Could be an interesting team. And you're looking Guy Gardner, Hawk Girl, Mr. Terrific, and Metamorpho could form what is in this universe a um a second generation justice society that superman that they're coming to ask superman to join yeah, yeah. uh john stewart is who you were into john stewart yes i know it was john uh which who we got in Zack snyder's extended cut uh, yes. he was going to be in it they they cut the scene but obviously it got released uh, and they they replaced him with uh, Martian Manhunter. The yeah. thing is, I think that's great if because you almost are laying the groundwork. If he isn't Green Lantern yet, and somewhere along the movie he can be, or like like they've done numerous times, it can be a post credit or an end of movie kind of scene where you see right. the ring land by him. You know, okay, here we go. We're gonna get this. I love uh, Nathan Fillion. The thing I think that's kind of insane, mm-hmm. and not maybe not insane. Insane is a bad word. The thing I think it's kind of weird is he's already in the dc universe as uh the detachable man yeah that's true but didn't he so, explode wasn't he killed in the no beginning? I, that was something that i i because i one of the shows uh, one of the podcasts i'm actually a, a big fan of mm-hmm. is called inside of you which is with michael rosenbaum who played lex Luthor on smallville and you know he interviews people and talks to him and he had nathan Fillin on a couple mm-hmm. months ago and nathan Fillin said no no i never died like I like the detachable man never died. <laughs> and so kind of teasing, like maybe I'm coming back is that now, again, he probably at this time knew that James Gunn was going to do this, but which to me makes yeah. the question now of, of James Gunn. So are you saying that your suicide squad is now officially not a part of oh. anything you're doing right now? Good point. Or is Nathan Fillion just two different characters in this? And we'll never see the detachable man again, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it's very possible. It is very possible. So um, that's the those are the names we have thus far. Uh, But what I wanted to bring up to you, because Mm -hmm. obviously fan casting, we've done episodes on that and talking about it. But a lot of fan casting has, oh, this person should play this person and this person would be great for this person and all that. Well, one actor whose name has come up a lot to play a, a role in this came up and said, you know what? That's to me, that's just lazy casting. And you notice that throughout all of this, there's one name, very, very famous to Superman that I have not mentioned specifically because I wanted to bring this up. You brought it up one time. They have not mentioned if 
or who would be Lex Luthor yeah. in all of this. Well, Brian Cranston has been one of the top choices. Now, that's he calls it lazy casting because of Breaking Bad and the shaved head. Everybody's like, nah. oh, he's bald. He could be it. But I will say this. I agree it's kind of lazy casting. It's an easy cop-out because I hate to break it to you. You can cast anyone you want. All they got to do is shave their head. Right. That's right. that like the bald thing. Having said that, as Walter White and in Breaking Bad, I've only seen some, but I've seen enough to know. This is a guy that, though he's very funny, he's a, he seems to be a very nice individual, very approachable. He can play dark and he can play evil very, very well. So him as Lex Luthor, I think would absolutely work well. And I think that's also for the fact that the last time we got Lex Luthor was Jesse Eisenberg, who looked like he was 15 and Superman was 30. So this time you'll actually have a Lex Luthor who's older, more, you know, it's more believable. So I like the idea of Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. I don't think we'll, but then again, for years, he's also been the front runner to be uh, Jim Gordon when they do Batman. So, He's one of those guys who he, everybody wants him in a DC movie. We haven't gotten it yet. I personally wouldn't mind him as Lex Luthor. I think he could absolutely do it. But I'm also not too against the fact that they haven't been going, oh, and this is Lex Luthor. We're already going to get Lex Luthor. Here you go. Here's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Which is kind of something that the the Batman did. They, they have the Joker in it for five seconds at the end of the movie, but they didn't let the Joker be the thing that carried the franchise in they 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 built batman and with other people and they'll get to the joker when they get to the joker i kind of that for this one too of it, it doesn't need to be here's superman here's lois here's lex luther you can go with here's superman here's lois lex is there we'll, we'll we'll give you shadows of him but we don't need him in this movie yet we'll get to him yeah and with brian cranston do you need do you need lex luther and superman to me are always contemporaries and that's so Lex Luthor needs to be, to I mean, if depending on the story, clearly, but they are always been the same age to me. They grew up together, or they knew each other as as younger people. Lex Luthor is an older guy. I mean, I can see where it have, would have potential. That maybe here's this guy who's he's been the center of of Metropolis, and he's the guy in Metropolis, and now Superman takes his place as the guy in Metropolis, and he's jealous. Mm-hmm. But I've always I always enjoyed um, the aspect of Luther from the original stories where Superman did something that caused this scientist Lex Luthor. The chemicals hit him. He loses his hair and he's basically now out for revenge to prove to people Superman's not this great guy. So but you're right. We don't need Lex Luthor right off the bat. I, I'm going to be really interested to see who they pick, who gun picks as the villain, because there has to be a villain in the movie. Mm-hmm. Who is it going to be? I, I like with the with the Suicide Squad pulling Starro out of out of his hat was like Starro. <laughs> this is you know nobody liked Starro, but he yeah. made it he made it very good in the movie. It's like this works. So I'd really no, I agree. I have a few. I have a wish list of my own. I'd like to see. In in okay. this movie is like and they're the the secondary characters like I I always loved the parasite, I thought he was a terrific Superman villain. If he mm-hmm. touches you, he absorbs your strength and your basically your life force, so he can literally suck the life out of you. So Superman can't touch him, but always has to defeat him. 
You know, so yep. there's you can't punch him. It just makes him stronger. I always thought that was an interesting thing. I'd like to see. Um, there's a character called Toy Man who creates mm-hmm. giant insane toys. I'd like to see Toy Man. Yep. I'm really going to be curious to see who he decides. I don't want General Zod. I like you said. I don't need Lex Luthor in this movie. That's like trotting out the Joker immediately. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool to see who he chooses to be. What clearly, what it seems is going to be the big villain for Superman to de- make his world debut against. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I will say, I think Smallville really set up the 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 Lex Luthor and uh, Clark Kent kind of being the same age thing. But yeah. you gotta like, and again, I I, uh, I you know being younger than that, I always saw Lex Luthor as being older. You got to remember, to me, Gene Hackman. I knew Gene Hackman as yeah. a, you know as an older guy, so. Even though I don't know their ages when they made it, but I him and Christopher Reeve. Yeah, he was clearly older. You're right, and I don't know either. But you're right. In the movie, it did seem like he was much an an older guy than Superman. Oh, but then you go to like Kevin Spacey as you know, and Brandon Ralph. Yeah, that they they were older. So I've always seen Lex as older, but I don't hate the idea of the contemporary thing. Uh, Going to the villain, Mm -hmm. uh, those are great options. I'm not going to lie though. I personally was going to say, I think the one thing I would take from what we've had recently is Man of Steel to me got it right. I think Zod is the right guy because if you're not going to do an origin story, if you're not going to do all that, if you're going to say that Superman is an established person in this world, he's not like day one isn't going to be him joining the Daily Planet and putting on the cape. It's going to be that he already exists a little bit. I think that's the way to go about it is have him be this guy who hasn't met a problem he can't handle yet. He's Superman. The world expects him to be able to save to save them in the snap of a finger. Now bring in Zod as the first challenge where they realize Superman is an, a, a hero to us all, but he's not invulnerable. That's how you set everything up a little bit more for all these other people to realize they could take down Superman if they do it the right way. I liked it for that reason, and I think it could work. But again, yeah. I agree with you. Zod and Lex Luthor, that is kind of like bringing out the Joker, you know, day one or, you know, something like that. It it would be cool to see if they could take like a quote unquote secondary Superman villain. Yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to diminish like the Penguin who, you know, Colin Farrell did a great job as. But when you think Batman, the Joker's the number one thing you think of. When you think Superman, Lex Luthor or Zod. So it would be great for a secondary villain. But at the same time, if. If, you know, in a, in a month we get, by the way, so-and-so has been cast as General Zod or so-and-so has been cast as Lex Luthor, I'm not going to go, well, not seeing that movie. I'm still oh, going to see course. it. Of course. But I'm going to go, I'm going to think in my head a little bit, you took the easy way out. Yeah. Now you have to work extra hard to prove it. Right. It's a, Yeah, don't don't go lazy on me. You've, you've worked this hard to get these weird characters here, Metamorpho and Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. Go a little further now and keep going and, and give me something I'm not going to expect, but, you know, like Starro and see something I would love. It was the problem I had with um, um, the Snyderverse, which I know you're a big fan of. And your friend and my Dave Rieger were talking about this this morning. The problem mm-hmm. I had with the Snyderverse was he rushed everything. He was cramming everything in as fast as he could. It's like, no, you build to Doomsday. Doomsday's not in your second superman movie he's foretold for three or four movies the the batman as ben affleck as batman 
he's this angry Batman. Don't just say, oh, it's because they're here, there's a flash over here that Robin died. Give me that story. Build these stories slowly and with intent to where you're going, like Marvel has done. I'm hoping that's what we're doing here, that we're laying this foundation, introducing these characters, even if they're only there briefly. You know, it would be nice to see them appear for a while, but even if it's just a brief appearance to establish them in this world and then we can move on, yeah. they're still there and we still know what's going on with them. It, it'll, I think you got to build slow and with intent to where you're going. And that this feels like that's what he's doing to me. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And yes, I, I'm a huge Snyderverse fan. I thought Zack Snyder uh, did a great job uh, in, in all of it. I, I agree with the rush. I will say that I do believe on, and this is going to sound defensive of me defending Zack Snyder, but it's how I feel. I think it was rushed because I think the, the, you know, the big heads at, you know, DC and Warner brothers came to him and said, we're way too far behind Marvel. This needs to happen quicker. And oh it's yeah. Like, it's like, everybody's okay with Henry Cavill as Superman. Get another movie out. And nobody's upset about Ben Affleck as Batman. Get a movie out. You know, and they, it was like they didn't give him time to say, all right, now we're going to make we're going to make like Batman like we're going to make that Batman movie. We never got where you get a little bit of a flashback to, you know, the Joker killing Robin. You get Jared Leto and uh, Ben Affleck on the same screen, you know, having interactions and all that. We're going to get all that. All we got was two seconds of it in the, the uh, Suicide Squad. Right. The first one. So. They, they because I, I do honestly believe the talking heads were like, this has to be quicker this has to be quicker yeah. they just put out avengers we need justice league they they are like don't don't set it up just give it to us just give it to us right and i agree doomsday is not the first thing we see like you need to you need to build up to that and the fact that he in that again it's four hours it was way too long i think it could have made been made into two movies very easily and we wouldn't have had a problem with it but the fact that he built this all out and it's all right now everything's here let's go for it and now they're like nope we're gonna start all over again it's like okay this is this is why you're so far behind the eight ball you you yeah they they put pushed all it, they pushed it too fast so he, they fail. sort of set him up to fail is and i don't disagree i think you're probably right once the the honchos get their hands on it it, it can go to go to garbage really really quickly because they they don't look at what are people going to enjoy, they're worried more about what the money's going to come in, and that's mm-hmm. what what a lot of the Snyder stuff felt like to me is like, no 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 we need a bigger thing no 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 they got a big thing we need a big thing no 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 you know, and it, it felt like he wasn't you're right he wasn't allowed to do it in a slow pace. I'm hoping that with Gunn here that he's he's clearly told them no no we're going to build this in our way he's. Like when Marvel came to him, we want you to do this. It was nope. I'll do I'll do Guardians of the Galaxy. He wants to do the smaller characters. They wanted him initially. They approached him with part of the Snyderverse to do Superman, and he went, "No, I'm not doing Superman. That's not what we need to do. I'll do the Suicide Squad, but I'll do it right." And he did. He showed them this is perfect to the point where you know people were lauding John Cena for his great performance as Peacemaker. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's like you're lauding John Cena. That's a great actor. <laughs> you know, And it's like, no, he's a wrestler. He's not a great actor. But with James Gunn, he was great in that character. He grabbed it and made it his own. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping Gunn has, has built into his deal. No, no, I have creative control 
I tell you how we're building this out. You don't get to come to me and say, we need this. Like if, if we get it, we get it, but you don't need anything. You need what I give you. And I'm hoping that's what he's done. No, I, I, I agree entirely. I, I absolutely do. I think it would be, uh, I think if, if gun is given the kind of room or the kind of, uh, rope, that they should have given Snyder. I think he can absolutely do a great job. The question is, are they going to be able to hold on? And I think DC is kind of accepted at this point. We need to hold on. You know, we need to just let this develop naturally. Right. That's what Marvel had to do. They're, they're ahead of us. Yes. But if we do this right, we can get a lot because all the big heads of Marvel are kind of wrapped up there. You know, Captain America, Iron Man, even Chris Hemsworth has said he'll keep doing Thor, but, He's not doing another Thor like they just put out. So yeah. they have a chance to slip in there and get a real get some real momentum. They just have to work at it a little bit. And I think if they take the time, yeah, it can be done right. It's it there's not nine different people giving input. It's one guy making all the decisions, which I think is the best way to go about it, because you're not going to get a scattered story. Right. And with what little bit we see of it, uh this Superman legacy seems to be you're you're making the you're making the right move so far it seems absolutely yeah absolutely uh well that's gonna do it for this episode uh by the way this took so long that superman legacy comes out (laughs) i was just thinking wow we've got a long time we can sure flap our gums about superman can't we We really can so uh, we're looking forward to that premiere in a week i really am i think it's gonna be great uh i've got to go shave That's going to do it for us here on You've Been Watching. Obviously, we're excited about this one, and we'll keep it up to date as more things are announced. Uh, but I want to thank the man who knows everything, and he'll just ask him to tell you, Brian Morton. Exactly. If you don't believe me, just ask me. I'll tell you. He's, he's very good about making sure you know that he knows what he knows. Uh, and as always, I'm Eric Dorsch. We'll talk again soon.